this weekend, everybody. It's this weekend. It's finally here. The Crash Cast presents Halloween cover show. Did we mention to dress up? Yeah, dress up. We're all dressing up. You should dress up too. It's going to be fun. I'm looking at the last few tickets right now. If you need them, holler at us. It's just a, such a small amount left, and it'll be sold out, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much. The response has been incredible. It's My Chemical Romance, brought to you by Past Comfort, Fallout Boy by Go For Gold, Bane, performed by Eyes Up, and Every Time I Die by My Hands to War. The doors are at $7, $10 advance, 15 day of show. Get your ticket early, save 5 bucks. There are still a handful out here. Here, look, listen, listen. That's it. It's like so small, I can't even fan it out. Very few, very few tickets left. Um, the other show we're going to mention is the 6th Annual Spa City Metal Fest. Ten bands, ten bucks. Spa City Inc. is a sponsor. DeLuca's Pizzas is a sponsor. Anchor Piercings, I do believe that is, is a sponsor. Farewell Skate Co. And me. Lame Johnny, Mismanaged, Zaris, Pliskin, Eyes Up, No Remorse, Low Spirits, Fred, Abamel, and Hell Camino. It's a sick fucking lineup. It's $10. It's $10 at the door. It's $10 before. It's just $10. You can't miss it. Today's guest, longtime friend of mine. We go way back. This man used to sell me CDs in his venue, The Frontline. It was one of my favorite spots as a kid. I saw so many of the craziest most I have some of the best stories from that venue. Seeing Beloved with basically no one. I mean, Anathello, you name it, I saw it there. Encomium days, high school, very kick-ass. Michael Moore was the guy that brought all that here. He loves to spread music around. We had a great conversation. I think you guys are going to love this. He's got so much history and a few plans. He's also in Fred, who's playing the Spa City Metal Fest, so come to that. Say hi to him. Get some more of his old stories in your head. We went through as many as we could think of in this time frame. And thanks, everybody, for listening again. The show coming up this weekend. Come by. Say hi to me. We're going to have a blast. Without further ado, Michael Moore. <laughs> this no, is tight, tight seat, and I'm glad you put me over here. Yeah, yeah, the guest spot. Mm. Okay, good enough. What are we drinking here? Ozark Beer Company, hard work, American Pale Ale. There we go. Not bad. No, I uh, I should expect it to be a little bit different. Best enough. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's bitey. It's got a good bite. Where is my? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I built this table to get destroyed. So what's up, man? How's your weekend? Uh, I'm glad it's almost over, actually. Cause oh, really? Yeah. And it's been too long. I need, my, I need mm. my normal week again for a minute. Just work? Well, no. Everything else where I've been running everywhere all weekend. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. Yeah. One of those busy weekends. Too much. Mm. Mine's kind of the same, but I try to plan out fun shit on the weekends, so I just not... 
That's what I've been missing. The fun, fun, shit. fun shit. Yeah, we got a family though too, right? Well, but I do, but my kids are in college, so it's oh. not even. It's not like that no more. <laughs> I forget you're grown up. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, well, when we met, our spines were a little straighter. Your kids were a little younger. Oh yeah, my knee was still good. Yeah, and things of that nature. <laughs> my kids were in diapers. Right. They're now a junior, sophomore, junior in college. So. Oh my goodness! And you were running a venue. Well, back then they were babies in diapers when I was doing that. Yeah. Wow. They were usually next because in that movie theater, you right. know where we were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, next door to it was like in the normal time, it was like a. Uh, nursery area oh and so my wife a lot of time would be over there with the kids while we were doing the shows oh for real uh-huh. oh okay so you had your whole family there most time i didn't even know that oh yeah yeah oh it was topped that off because it was my brother whose place we were using right well most nights when me and him everybody left and because most people <laughs> know this and everything was done well in the other room they had a projector oh so we would go and hook up and this is old because we took up the playstation Nice. Not two or three. The one. The one. Yeah. <laughs> and play NFL Blitz on the movie screen. Dude. And we sit there and do that like after everybody left. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a good what a good like venue night for a venue guy. Like oh, it was awesome. show's cool. And now we're gonna go do some even more cool stuff, like play video games on a big screen, which back then wasn't a lot of people doing no, that. No, you, yeah, you didn't get to do that very often. So it was yeah. it was just fun. And Plus, you get to go and watch cool bands and hang out, and we also did a lot of stupid stuff in between. So, oh yeah, well, you can't be young and own a venue and not do some silly things. Well, and that was the thing about the venue was always it was ne- it's so hard to say venue for me because venues normally thought of in a money scheme or mm-hmm. money thought, but ours in the venue was just a venue for someone to play music. Right, and so it was literally just a place for people to hang out that wasn't. And, and as much as I'm gonna sit here and drink a beer, it didn't have alcohol for teenagers and stuff. You anybody could go hang out, watch a show. That's important too. You need yeah. those along with the bars with don't allow kids. You know, a place for oh, adults yeah. to escape that kind of thing. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> You're. <clears throat> I'm so glad you came on, man. I just have to say thanks because I literally some of the best show memories of my whole entire life happened in that building. Some <laughs> some ma- awesome ones, some kind of like silly, stupid ones, and. Um. Just overall, the the whole time it was a venue, it was like one of my like main go tos. You know, I was there all the time. See, and that's awesome to me because for being from back there, and then honestly getting out of everything for a long while, hearing about shows, wanting to go to shows, but work and kids and right life had me away. But I would hear about bands. Never realized that the bands I'm hearing about was people I knew, right? Like you, right? Who were the bands that I was like, oh, I'd like to go see them. But never got a chance to. Yeah. And now I get to come back out and y'all come back around. So. Oh, yeah. Fred. Nah. Yeah. Fred's fun. Fred's <laughs> Fred, fun. Fred is my jam, dude. <laughs> Fred's a good time, man. That's just, that. that's, for me now at this age, that's what music is. It's friends. Yeah. It's just, it ain't about, I mean, if we get to go and play somewhere down the road, cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's just about playing music. Exactly. Just that release, that outlet. Just even if it's just in a garage, who cares? No, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we're in a kitchen. Oh, a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we fit in a Snack kitchen. Snack break. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's see. Refrigerator, bass amp, uh, microwave, guitar amp, <laughs> stove, drum set. Something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Microphone sparsed in there. there we you. just hang it from the ceiling. We just uh, put a hook in. <laughs> well, I'm really loud, so I don't have one. And right. Baker uses the only one that is used. Right. You yeah. just scream out. I just to the, scream. I'm yeah. loud enough. That's true. Yeah. So did you 
before the venue time, we'll get to the venue stuff, but did you play music before or was you just like, <laughs> I played music all the time, uh, through that time I played, you know, the dumb, I guess I started at 13. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Damn. Cause my brother was, is nine years older than me. Oh. And so when he was 20, 21 and doing the band thing, you know, whatever, 22, 20, whatever it was, right, I was right. 13, 14 going, well, sure. That sounds cool. And my best friends are the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just started basically teaching ourselves whatever. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have no, one of them was, the one guy was a choir guy, so he knew music. There you go. And me and the other guy didn't know nothing, so he just told us what to do. You got to have one. That's, that's so, Justin in my band. You got to have one, man. Once you got one, you can start yeah, writing, man. That's it's, right. When it, what he was cool, though, a um, guy named Matt Joyce is his name. He was from Benton. That's how I ended up this way, even though I'm from North Little Rock. But he could play basically he taught us how to play whatever instrument was needed man when we first so started playing we needed a bass player so he played the bass what were you doing vocals at the I time had vocals most of the time vocals yeah i guess realistically i did vocals and everything me and him did from when we were like 13 14 until we were about 19 or 20 really mm-hmm. and then that was it was at that point uh, when i got married and had my house for us to jam in that we started what was probably Poor Fred, my favorite band I was ever in. Which one was, what was the name of it? Do you That's remember? the one nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Our name was Flames and Stars. And uh, we played like the, literally two shows maybe. One of them was oh. a birthday party. Nice. So yeah. nobody seen us except for the birthday party. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other one was at the old family church for, or I say old time, that great big old place over there that yeah. back in the day used to have shows and cool stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they did that. Oh, yeah. As I Die, I played there. Uh, the one over here across the street? Yeah, yeah. Oh, TNT. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back that's okay. That. That's what I remember. Yeah. But this family church. This is family the, church is, yeah, the bigger. Well, it was. was. I don't know. Yeah, I, and it burned I, down. I have no idea what they call any of it now. Now it's like a school and a thing. That whole building's gone. It's been gone. Yeah, I see. Yeah. What were we were talking about a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But, well, no, that, that's what I was going to say. The only other show we played was with, like, My Space Coaster and As I Dying. Oh, was that that at show? At that place, yeah. Okay, we so actually did. did play that. Wow. And I played bass and did vocals in that. Well, I saw you and didn't know you yet. That's, that's, seeing that was thing, what, I forget which band it was, but when they did the skate park here. Yeah. Uh, there was like a, I think it was King of Kings or something, skateboard team came and they opened the skate park. Right. And we played the concert. Oh, okay. I forget which band it was in, but I was doing vocals and whatever it was. Well, there you go. Shit. So our cross paths even before Probably. we met. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what me and Baker realized is I was around here. And things that y'all would have been. We used to throw our original shows before the venue. Right. We threw in Gene Moss Building in Tindall Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had Sacrifice there, Mind Rage, all the good wow. stuff. Wow. Uh, most people don't know Embodiment, but. Oh, I know Embodiment. Okay, so you know Sean, the singer from mm-hmm. Embodiment. Okay, his band before that yeah. was a band called Within. Yep. And they played in the Gene Moss Building. Dang, dude. And Fila Standing. Uh, they all played that right there in Tindall Park. How did I? Oh, man. Free shows. I missed out on some great ones. That, but that was like right in the same time frame when I was just starting to learn about. Well, as young stuff. as you were, yeah. Because see, that's what I was to say. Because officially, probably when you were actually coming around, that was when we were doing the venue more or less. And so, sort of a little bit before, but yeah, kind of the same era, like same two year time gap. Yeah. And the years before, we would do one or two shows a year. Okay. And uh, as a teenager, I was booking these shows. Nice. That was the fun thing. It was because I've always, 
anytime I book a show, it's because I want to see that show. Right. And so, back then, it wasn't just hop on the internet and No, no, no. You had up. to. It, you met people. But it was awesome. I mean, like, Sacrifice. They played back then for us in that building. They knew my brother from before. I'd known them. Because I seen, they were the first band I went and seen live. Really? As a kid. Oh, yeah. That Vino's when I was, like, 13 or 14. Damn. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I got in the first pit. It was just. Oh, dude, yeah, it's it's life changing. Yeah, it will yeah. change your entire oh, life, dude, man. I was I was just didn't know what I was doing. The next thing I know, I thought, man, that looks fun. And I ended up in that that old school pit, just <laughs> and and you know, teenagers, 13, 14 years old, uh, probably weigh 130, 140 pounds. Yeah, I'm a lot yeah. bigger now, and just got in there and just got beat down by these oh, grown yeah. men for the whole set <laughs> yeah. and loved every minute of it. Oh, dude, get yeah. I miss those old just push-moshy, just fall into each other, kind of going all around. Oh, but it was rough, though. Oh, it was rough. I, you know, I've been I've been around or in many a pit, and just back then in those days, it was just it was just as rough. Yeah. Because you, you still had to watch what, what oh, happened around oh, you. Oh, and if you fell down, oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. And then, see, that's what, when you came around, the eras y'all were, I yeah, yeah. you guys aged right there. We had one of the funnest times in the pit because we were able to do both, any kinds of motion. Right. Without the violence, without the... <coughs> yeah, it started switching hate hands. either yeah. way, yeah. you know. I think it's back to both now. I think they're both kind of in the thing. But we just did that reunion show thing, and it was all copacetic. It was good. I think most of the time, most shows with the right bands, you're going to have good ones. Yeah. You, if you if you get certain shows, certain mm-hmm. tour lineups, whatever, it's just more prone to have violence or not, you know? Right. Uh, not always meant in a bad way. It's just the Once, way the music is. You know, and back then, too, I feel like people needed more of an outlet because now we have so much outlets. And you get in there, and it was just more wild. I think, I feel like, personally, it was just more wild. Well, it was, it was my thing was watching it from going to Sacrifice at Vino's back then to really the whole swinging and everything coming around through here uh the pit was just different mm-hmm. you know but then at the end of when i actually left the scene for my period it had got to where i almost hated going to shows yeah because you had like just dumb asses yeah showing up and doing stupid shit you get a little jaded sometimes I, I i went through that phase as well like man i just don't even want to go well because i started realizing i wanted to to really hurt some of these people that were acting a fool and really typically hurting people. Right. Because I'm just that guy. If you're hitting somebody that ain't paying attention, regardless of where they're at, you're just a dick to me. That's yeah, was, see, that was like the disrespectful era. I think they're a lot more respectful now. Like I, like I was saying, like everybody was... Oh, I have fun in the pit now. Yeah, yeah. As much as, much as my knee allows me. <laughs> you you yeah, trust one, me. One of my favorite actual shows I remember was at uh, Juanita's though, but it was... Under Oath when they were Death Metal, uh-huh. Embodiment, Logic 34, uh-huh. and I always forget... Featured members of Travail, because that's what... Like, hey, hey, I brought out some stuff to show you. Yeah, that's so the check that Travail out. split. Yes, sir. Yes, it I is. have that myself. My buddy uh, Ross gave me this, man, and I actually got to listen to it finally, and I was just like, dude, it's like time traveling. Oh, no, that's, yes, and that's an awesome album. Yeah, this and is I mean, fantastic. I've actually, because uh, I'm still such a music nerd. Oh, yeah. Um, Travail... They most of those dudes actually uh, made another band that was still active here recently. Really? Yeah, it's like Southern Gypsy, Southern Train Gypsy or something. Whoa! But you can find them. I checked it out. <laughs> it's good. But it, the sad one, no, the reason I know it is, 
believe Dwayne from Lot 34 and Travell. Yeah. He passed away within the last year or two. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but I ended up finding that band through that, and that's how I found it. All those dudes, even the singer of Travell, yeah. were in a band together again. Dude, that's awesome. I'm going to go look that up. It's Southern fun. Gypsy. Oh, and then I I'm, can't remember, but you'll find it through looking at old bands. One of my favorite things about being older is the way you used to have to find music. <laughs> and your venue, this guy right here. Oh, yeah, you got the original. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And you were like, because you would man that table. Y'all had the CDs. Y'all, you would sell well, CDs. Well, because nobody knew what I, all the music I had except me really well. Right. And you were like, what do you like? And you would say, it was almost like going to a cigar bar now. They're like, what do you <laughs> like? And you would tell them, and you would tell you, and you'd be like, all right, check this out. So I bought this Ludacris 5 EP off of you. I, I'm pretty sure for probably just a couple dollars. Oh, yeah. I still got it, man. That's what I was going to say. I tried to keep everything because times were different. It was. Uh, so I could. Different. I literally could call. That was Pluto Records. Yeah. I could call the dude that owned Pluto back then. I think his name was Eric. And just, hey, man, I need to get this, this, and this and get them for, you know, reason price. Right. Probably like five bucks and then sell them for eight. Right. You know, I yeah. wasn't, I guess I, it, to me, it wasn't about, it wasn't about making money. Yeah. Uh, now, I did use a lot of that time, that money, every time I set up at shows, what money came in usually went to the bands. Right. To make sure we met whatever, you know, That's, or everybody got gas money if, if the show didn't go well, whatever. That yeah. was, you know, so I always kept that money more for that than anything else. But it was more t- so to get music that you couldn't get here. Yeah. Uh, and you know, honestly, that was the spot. I mean, that was the spot for me. Except, unless you just went to a show, you didn't have a clue. Who was, uh, you know? And I was thinking some of those bands, especially at that time, because uh, Under Oath was on Take Old Records. Yep. And I had that. That's who really actually was my biggest connect was Take Old Records. Cause, okay. Uh, when I originally met that guy. When he was throwing shows down there, and we went, seeing a whole bunch of bands through him too. Oh yeah! Uh, but he had a distro himself. Okay. That he did, and at right after really under oath and some of the, he had because he had under oath, he had standing. Uh, he had some two thirty eight and a couple other yeah. bands all signed at once. Yep. And uh, me without you guys side project the. Uh, what was the me without you side project. Yeah, the operation. Oh okay. Uh, the singer from me without you plays drums. Really? And, yeah, and then his brother who plays guitar in me, yeah, I think plays guitar in it, but they got somebody else singing. It's real Sunday Day Real Estate. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. Probably still have some of them. I still have my distro box. Really? Yeah, What whatever's left over. I've, now it's been picked clean pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, because like uh, typically, like a baited mass of flesh, when they came through, uh, they came, I brung it out and they just looked through it and picked some stuff uh-huh. and diff- but oh, they don't know everything still because they're not old enough to know all the bands <laughs> so they picked clean on certain things if it was something that like I had some Zale albums and things okay oh, obviously yeah, that's going man. you know obviously that's going to oh, get picked up yeah right? yeah oh yeah because we had all that good I had all that good stuff dude Zayo I remember you showed me not only Ludacris but uh now you know they played here as Ludacris yeah yeah uh, I, 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 I had don't... old man Kirk's yeah, I didn't go. And they I was played not aware. With, that uh, I knew somebody had told me later on that they had been here in all their iterations. But it was them, Spoken, well, damn Rod Laver, and this. I think it, it was uh, what became the Handshake Murders. Oh, nice. Uh, they, I think they were Love Lauren at the time, and all those bands played at Old Man Kirk's. 
Damn. I know that because I booked the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played a, well, I say I played a but show. Ludacris got on it because of Matt, the singer from Spoken. Oh, okay. They had played with him from at Tom Fest in Seattle or whatever, like the week before the show. And he hit me up. He said, man, there's this band. He's like, <laughs> they're on their way home and they'd be going through. You think they could play that, that night, you know, that show. And I'd happened to heard the their original thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yes, please, please, awesome. please." And they come rolling up in a win like a tinted tinted window minivan, uh -huh. <laughs> and, and pulling a trailer. It was it was the funniest thing because <laughs> they were young. They were young because they were younger than me, and I was probably oh, yeah. still barely twenty, if that. Yeah, those guys, all those guys from, I guess when I was coming up, finally. You were already in your 20s, and I was like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All those guys, yeah, they were all young, so young. My age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why, to me, like, they're younger. And even though, like, years ain't, there ain't a huge gap between me and you. It's but different. It, it was. I mean, I yeah. was married and had kids. Exactly. At 19, so. Yeah. And I was still in high school, like, or not even, yeah. I don't even think I was in, maybe I just started high school. I, I'm still fuzzy on when, when got, exactly when I shows. started going. Mm -hmm. The years... Don't I would love to know the year of some of those shows because I know some of it was like around that exact same time because I actually started playing music, guitar. I got inspired by a friend of mine at a talent show, uh -huh. and I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Like, I was into cars and shit, man." And uh, you know, I didn't know. All I know was Dude, music. I put it on and listen to it. Dodge Demon was my first car. <laughs> all right. Mine was a 84 Chevy Silverado. When you knew me, I was driving a 73 Dodge Dart Sport with a 340. Damn, because that's what when we were in the venue. That's what I, that was my daily driver at the time. That's awesome. I, I wish I it was. I, yeah. I'm so sad because since that day, I can never say I've had a car I like. That's twenty something years ago. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, my Jeep's okay, but it, it, you yeah. know, it's not a fucking Dodge Dart with a fucking three forty <laughs> no, in it. No, no. <laughs> I could nerd out on cars all day, man. I'm a car I, I know, nut. I know. Most and I don't get to talk about it much because most people don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. That in 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 my day to day, right? You know. They don't know what an old Dodge Mopar is. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you you work with all musicians, right? Uh, your, we work company. No, I mean, like pretty much, we work with uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, the one single off person coming in, or guy starting his business and needs business cards, whatever. Because we do business cards, we do banners. Oh, right. We do signs. Uh, I'll do everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. T and then the t-shirts, screen printable. Try I'm to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I know Baker gets real creative. He, well, that's what I say. If you talk to Baker, if you really need something done, odd, because he's the one that's creative. <laughs> I just go, hey, can we do this? And he says, well, can you do the art? And I say, yeah. He says, okay, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. That's what it's come down to. Yeah. He's really good at his end, and I've learned as much as I can so far on my end, because I wasn't this. I was not a graphic artist at all before we got into this. So you just jumped in. Mm -hmm. Just go with it. That's that's, that's how I do it most everything, I've man. i spent probably... Six months to a year, learning from a guy in there, working from him, yeah, and at the same time already printing for him. Yeah, he was doing the graphics, and then Baker would print, and we'd do it late at night. Yeah, because he had a full time job during the day. Damn. Baker did, yeah. So Damn. then he'd come up there and print with me at night. Uh, we did that for a little while, and then once we got going good enough, we got Baker out of there, and got him in the shop. But I've learned since then. I guess five years. I've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. if you want it bad enough, man, you'll force it. It's fun. You know, it is fun. I man, I, like I said, I I spent fifteen years in factories. 
Yeah, we were talking about blast. that outside. I mean, we was, I, 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 used, I did large format printing for a year or two, and it was just, it's so, it sounds cooler than it is, that oh, large yeah. format shit, because you think, wow, man, and you see, when you first see those printers, you're like, this is fucking nuts. Oh, no, but if that's all you're getting to do, yeah, yeah that part's boring. I mean, you know, because for me, I do the graphics, uh, you know, exactly. I, I, no, I didn't customers. touch graphics, man. I didn't yeah. deal with customers. I just went in. I clicked on the, you know, turn the thing on. You have to clean it. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, and the setup is ridiculous. Well, and see, and, but that, and, and then just push a button and watch That's it. That's it. I know. Yeah. And we would do these Kroger runs, man. Like you were talking about those Walmart boxes. We would do these Kroger runs and we would open. So we had like five people that worked there. Mm-hmm. So we would split up the entire day and night and we would just, someone would be there for 24 hours a day for like three weeks. Just watching it run. Just watching shit run. Flatbeds just whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, I made whoop, peanut whoop, butter, whoop, whoop, whoop. so I, I just, you just switch out. Okay, change the jar. Go you worked at Skippy? I did. I worked at Skippy for about five, six years. Dude, our, uh, I have a, I have a, my friend's dad works there. That's a pretty cool job. He brings some peanut butter and gives it to me for free. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, no, no doubt about that. The four pound jars. And when it's fresh, Oh yeah! Like even though he, well, gave I can't it to- tell you because I, 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 yeah, that was, that was a great snack when you're working overnight yeah. and you're starving and you're on your job and <laughs> you have to check. Oh no, no man, the key is because you got to remember it's a no, it's a brand new jar, right? So now I, I'm not wasteful, so I would use that same jar all night long, <laughs> but I'd grab one of my first checks, and pop the seal, but then you grab that seal off and you just bend it. Oh, and like a little spoon. Like a spoon. There you go. And you just, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> so, no, I didn't have a, a mess of peanut butter on me. Yeah. I, was, I was eating it cleanly. But <laughs> man, I, I did. I got through many a night eating peanut butter there. That's great. When I was just, you know, couldn't couldn't go to break at the time. And it was third angry. shift? So, like overnight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I worked third shift probably 14 years. Dang. I don't like sunlight. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we should have did this at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm better in I'm better in the dark. Now this is the daytime stuff. I'm getting more used to it. But I, yeah, I worked overnight um, because being the way I was, I would work overnight and then you know go home and sleep and wake up. Once my uh, kids got old to be at school, you know, I'd right. get up and go pick them up from school, and then I'd have them. I'd go coach whatever sport they were playing. Then they'd go to bed. Go to work. I might take a nap for an hour, and then I'd go to work. Dang. And then if I had to work over, I'd get off at noon instead of eight. Ooh. Yeah, and as the time, Dad'd get in trouble because he'd try so hard to stay awake till three to pick him up. Right. And would fall asleep and wake up at three thirty. Oops. To the phone ringing, um, Mr. Moore, where are you? <laughs> oh, hold on, sorry. <laughs> now, now you can just set up an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally different world now. Totally I'm different saying. world. <laughs> Yeah, because I had a home phone they were calling me on back then. Let me tell you. Yeah, you can't my cell phone. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you were booking all those old shows, like, so did you rely a lot on, like, other bands telling you who was who? Or was there some sort of, like, I other... Remember, remember I say I'm a music nerd, man. I, I search. I so like, you were going to, like, record stores? I was that, yeah. Well, I was that guy that looked in the band I liked, thank yous, and found every other oh. band you could possibly find and the internet was the greatest thing ever invented <laughs> if At you like yeah. to find music i mean <laughs> especially even i mean now it's like oh well what, whatever it's just all it's it's now everywhere it's, it's easy everywhere, yeah. no 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 when it first came the ability to literally just go and listen to somebody by their name because you liked somebody else and right. you've seen where they said thanks to this band yeah and then you went and oh mp3.com 
Oh yeah, <laughs> MP3.com. Who's this man? You know, uh, that was that was probably one of my favorite ones. Was uh, everybody? Was he is legend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did, did I found them on MP3.com? Dang. <laughs> but I found them before they were he is legend. Okay. They were. Uh, what is it, like Uriah Heap or something? It was like some name that like they couldn't keep anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had an EP, and that was like. You're showing them CDs. Like, I had a burn CD that had, like, five or six songs that I downloaded from mp3.com with theirs. <laughs> it was good stuff, man. Oh, the days of those giant booklets flipping through all those burned I got playlists. all of them. I have yeah. them all. You still got them I all? I got every one of them. Every bit of, Dude, every bit of that stuff that I had back then. So, aside from this one that I got from you, the oldest thing I have, my buddy Drew Garrison. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he burned me this one, the throwing myself. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And other than that, man, that's probably all the only old stuff I still have, aside from my own projects, which, oh, no. you know, that I don't, shit I don't actually have my own projects. In the dungeon. You hear me? I don't even you have know. my own projects, really. Well, check it out. Encomium. Remember Encomium? I do. Well, yeah, I booked Encomium's first show. Oh, yeah. I, I was. They played with Figure Four. And, no, they played with. Yeah, were you the Figure Four one? Yeah. They played with Figure Four in Lakewood. Yep. Yeah, man. That was some fuck. Man, I'm telling you, man. Well, I played in the band, the other band that played that show. Oh, really? Yeah, there's three bands. Yep. You had, uh, let's see, actually, lineup was Encomium, Catharsis, and Figure Four. Catharsis. Yeah, which became Stir the Embers or whatever. Uh-huh, Stir the Embers, that's right. Yeah, that was, I quit and Bowie took my place. Okay. But I was in it, and, and they actually played that Figure Four show. Damn. Damn. <laughs> All the shit I don't remember. <laughs> I only played a handful, like, for a little bit of time, but I, at the, with, with life at that time, it was already starting I'm to get sure too it was busy. Crazy man. And so, uh, Bowie at the time wasn't he hadn't even really gotten a band or anything, right? And I was using the guitarist's gear anyway, mm-hmm. so I was like, "You should just go take my place." Oh yeah, yeah. You I know, they're a... teaching me every. They taught me everything I'm playing, so they can teach. I said, "Dude, it's pretty simple." <laughs> <laughs> well, back then, man, you know, bar well, it was like new metal though. Yeah. No, it was like new metal, like <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. The, in that like worst kind of way, you know, just that. Doom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. I had them at a couple of my. I had Catharsis at one of my shows, and then Stir the Embers later on at one of my shows that hey. I had. Yeah, you remember? Good times, man. Good, great times. I still have that damn CD around here somewhere. Oh, see, so you know. but I honestly, I thought it, that's when I found this. I was rooting through. You know how you do? You root through the boxes. I found this guy well, with see, all, all that my stuff, stuff in, is it. in a in, in a um, tub. Great big Tupperware, so a huge one. And there's probably a couple thousand CDs. Oh my God! Minimal. Minimal couple thousand. I mean, it's, it's someday you got them great big uh, old school ones, you know, or like that. Yeah, oh yeah. There's like four of those. Holy shit! Full, and then the smaller, uh, the little single booklets. No, no, that you still had the double. The double. But yeah, I had two or three of those. Dang. I, I, yeah, no, like everything I sold, I had. Oh right, so you had your copy. Everything your I copy. sold, I had. I, cause wow. If I sold it, I must have listened to it. I ain't selling something I don't listen to or right. I haven't checked out. Because again, that's how I was. That is, I wild. still would be if possible, if it was still a game to do. You're right. I've thought about it a couple times. I've actually hit up because I used to do Face Down. Yeah, uh, that's how I had like point of recognition. All the bands was because I did Distro for Face Down back then. Yep. And it was such a small time that when they needed a show and uh, hey, we're passing through Little Rock because I bought from him, they would the label would hit me up and say, hey, we're trying to get a band through there. Oh, so that's how we had. And- that's how we had figure four point recognition. All of them was just because because I sold CDs, they knew nobody else down here who was into the scene at all. 
Dang. So well, they, yeah, there wasn't a lot well, for that. It, find it, yeah, yeah. Because try to be that band now. It's a little easier because you can sell. You can put your stuff yes. on the internet and do all this and the other. But try to be that band that's from way to hell yeah. the other side of the United States or even Canada. And you're trying to get a show at Vino's. Yeah. And you're not that band that is known. You're oh no, you know? not then. Yeah, expect all those bands. Like, well, yeah, we're sitting here. We've got to sell like numbers too. Like these weren't the shows you go to now, where there's you know a thousand people there to see that band. Oh, it was no, like a no. <laughs> hundred was a great night. Yeah, yeah. You know, because <laughs> nobody good at knew who they were. Yeah, oh, you legitimately felt good at a hundred at any of those. And we used to have jokes that uh, when we were doing our like one or two shows a year kind of mm-hmm. thing. We averaged 100 to 150. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we started being on the more regular that we had small shows, and then we were sad because we were so yeah, used yeah, to always yeah. having big shows. Yeah. You, you, you jumped the jumped the shark or whatever. You had the, you had all these great experiences first, and then and then you saw the real examples of I know, throwing shows. It, it was it was really awesome what we were allowed to do. Uh, really was man, and it, and it, it's it got really my brother's big reason we were allowed to do. The majority of it, because he was the adult that well, took the to responsibility brother, on everything. Because I saw some of my favorite. Well, see, because you got to remember, I, w- I was barely not even twenty when I was throwing your those shows. Like, so he's a, he was he was almost thirty. Yeah, wow. And so he was a responsible one there for everything, and and he let he you know I had certain rules that I had to follow and what sure, I could book sure, and sure. what I couldn't. Yeah. But, but he pretty much let me just throw shows. Well, it's <laughs> kind of convenient because it was a it was a church. And back then, that's the Christian metal boom was just. Oh, it was yeah, it was huge. It was massive. It was yeah. come. It was everything for the oh, underground. Yeah. I mean that that it took over. It was weird. And, and it was just because people needed something positive. True. True. I mean, more than anything, the music was the same. But it wasn't like doing, the band sounded different than anything the, else well, you were listening to. Yeah, but they were doing diff, something different than what was on the radio. So kids oh, yeah. needed an escape. But see, you that's always that there the to me, and that's that's why I joke with people, and I, and I know disrespect to anybody who likes any of the old bands. But a lot of the bands that people consider iconic, mm-hmm. I don't even like. I don't care about them. And it's because it's not that they're bad. It's just when they were around and you were into them, I was listening to something more something underground at the yeah. time that I, that, you know, it's been around forever. You go back to Bad Brains and oh, yeah. Threat and Black, and just all these like old school bands that weren't nothing you were going to hear in the general public on not, you know, right. if somebody knew what that was, they, they were part of that, that small group of people. You yeah, know? yeah. I, uh, when it would, because so in high school, I had two different groups of friends because I was kind of transitioning to my music friends from my car friends. Two different huh, groups. I was a jock, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Play I would talk to my life. country car buddies mm-hmm. and I would start saying these bands that I was just figuring out, you know, because they listen to like, you know, fucking Merle Haggard and shit. Ain't which is nothing wrong with Merle Haggard. Yeah, I, I like Merle, Merle Haggard. Haggard. I'm just I saying. Love my- when you're like, man, you got to check out this death metal band, Under Oath, you know, it's like, and that sentence even is weird now. <laughs> now, and you probably weren't, and you might have been, because it was just a weird one. Uh, you know, I guess, I was Plasky Tech or something, but the Expo Center. Mm-hmm. All right. There was a show that was supposed to happen one night, and it was supposed to be Under Oath, Narcissist, A Few Left Standing. Oh, man. And Tantrum and the Muse. All four of them were on the tour. They were all going to Alabama for the fest the next day. And so I had all four of them booked uh, at the Expo Center. We had between probably 100 200 people there. <laughs> this was a mess of thing. Because Felix Standing was there. Yeah. And Tantrum Muse was there. And Narcissus was there. This was, again, way before everybody had cell phones readily yeah, handable yeah. And, and things to communicate to each other. Under Oath couldn't find a venue. They couldn't find it? Nope. 
and they had the trailer. <gasps> and everybody was sharing gear. No. Idiots. So everybody hangs out, the bands, we kick it for several hours with everybody that was there and just hangs out, right? We ran the Expo Center and everything. But it was all done to where we raised money to pay for all of our shows back then. So it okay. was just like, okay. But everybody got to hang out with the bands anyway. So yeah. it was a big-ass meet and greet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> of some really cool bands that were, at the time, yeah, not everybody really knew them at all. But it was going to be one hell of a show. That was my biggest failure of like, ugh, that could have been so much fun. Damn. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely wasn't at that. I would remember that. Well, we just hung out. Like I said, yeah, I, I would remember just. The funny thing was, is I was going to the festival they were all playing at. Oh, man. And so uh, Narcissus was like, dude, standing. He was in this set. He goes and climbs on their great big main speakers and, <laughs> yeah. you know, does all this crazy stuff, whatever. And he's in the mid, He's talking there in between songs. He's like, oh, yeah. And uh, I know he's here somewhere because we were talking. Michael Moore, I'm sorry, man. We didn't get to play last night. This song's for you. And I'm just like, ah. Because so <laughs> yeah. I love that band. Like most people, ain't, again, ain't gonna know who Narcissus is. You're not gonna, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, they're yeah. on Spotify now, though. They I love are. that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But they were at that time. It was just like good heavy stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. But they were playing on that fest alongside Hatebreed and uh, back then Unearth when they were first starting out. Ooh. Well, yeah. See, Unearth bleeding through. <laughs> I went to that fest and I chose to go watch Bleeding Through instead of watching Living Sacrifice. Well, you'd already seen Living Sacrifice a bunch. I'm a sure. whole bunch. And they were on the main stage and there's only two stages. Bleeding Through was like the new band. That, there you go. And oh man, they, they had one of the best shows I've seen out of the whole fest. So I was just like, sorry. Yeah, you know. That was cool. I just found a good, I found this awesome band. Sorry. I, no, I didn't see you guys. <laughs> probably said, yes, I did. Sorry if y'all hear this. I probably did say I heard what I was there in front, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was watching Bleed Through The truth finally comes out Oh man that fest was awesome <clears throat> uh, the Fer Furnace Fest is what Furnace it was. Fest yeah Yeah I went two years in a row I think there was only three of them But I went to two of the three And man you talking about good times Just, They should bring that back I wish I wish Chad does The dude that He was originally Taco And he was the one that did Furnace Fest mm -hmm. When he sold He went to work for Solid State Yeah and sold to them. That's how Under Oath and everybody ended up on yep. Solid State. was because he sold his... Because he sold his mm, whole category He sold his whole, like, all his rights and all his stuff and went to work for him. Yep. You know, he did that for a while. Now he, uh, he's actually got, like, a, a ministry thing still. Like, he, oh, okay. he went back to doing ministry stuff. I think it's Come and Live. And uh, it's... I, I think there, there's music there of, of some form and stuff. Yeah. He's still into everything. But, heck, he's at least my age or older, so... Uh, you know, you only got so much time in the in the getting in the, old, man. Yeah, and getting old definitely sucks. It's, it's it, for things like that. When you when your life is just so chaotic, your brain can only take in so many things at a time. At some point, you're just like, my God, it's enough. But uh, focus. <laughs> I remember, yeah, focus. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing beloved there with Love like you. twenty people, maybe. 30 people. No, no, no. There that, was like... That one ended up... Well, again, we'd, we'd look at numbers and skew. Because right. it was probably less than 100, more than 50. less than 100. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. It was that, like, not a bad show. But, yeah, it was Beloved and Me Without You. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> showing up, because I didn't know who any of those mm, bands were. Mm. And now we just... Because at, at, at some point, we just started coming as just, like, a regular thing to do. Well, Beloved was still on... Uh, the record label Vindicated Records at the time, yeah, which was just like two people in, from Tennessee, like small label. That was where they they had just started out still, 
and released the EP. And the the Chad at Taco told mm-hmm. me, "Hey, you got to check this band." Out. So that's but how you figure it out. That's okay. how I found Beloved. And then I started. I they only had like two or three releases on that they put out uh-huh. on their little label. That those it was, I think it was two chicks even. And uh, I bought some of all three. And I started listening to Beloved. And it was like, oh man. Dude. So I was telling everybody, no, you need to get this. No, buy this. But no, you get three dollars. Cool. Just yeah, yeah. You need this. Yeah. You know, because I was like, this is good. This is good. Even then, even then, when nobody knew who they were yet, it was they were so electrifying. And it was the first time I ever saw a drummer do the, do the vocals like that. Oh, and yeah. the vocals like that. And he was and playing, not just play something stupid simple. No, complicated shit. Mm-hmm. His so when you go back and listen to Beloved. Uh, you should. Uh, oh, I'll do all the The time. running EP and mm. failure on two fucking fantastic records. I actually, I want to show you something after this. Remind me, <laughs> I got I got something real all special right, of a right. beloved uh, memorabilia. Yeah, but uh, he's playing like his cymbals, his toms. They're all toms. Everything was a tom. Oh yeah, and he was doing these complicated cymbal rhythmic it still patterns. Had the old school mic on the stand, the you boom know? coming yeah. over and right, and it was right in front of his face. Oh yeah, you know, well, he had to, he had to literally be still to sing into it, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. While he's moving the rest of his body, it, it was wild, it was great. man. Wild. I remember like afterwards, I can still remember like going up to him like, dude, you know, and idiotic questions. How do you do that? You know, <laughs> this is like. Never seen it before. No, no, it, it was it was so far and few between. You've seen any kind of drummer trying to sing at all and do anything. That's why, like when Under Oath was doing what he was doing and stuff, yeah. it was, it's just rare. Uh, but him, he took half the vocals and you know and carried it. And it, it was it was tough. Stuff. Any breakdown they have, it's him. But he's got a van. You know, you've, you've yeah. heard them. They're, they're still around. From what I've heard, or yeah, they, yeah. Stuff. Well, they went away because he went to the almost to drum, which was with Aaron, and then he that defunct and now they just put out a new album yeah, but say, it's not back again but it's not even but then it's <laughs> but then so he was in advent but then left and then advent was mostly beloved members and then he now now they're back i do believe advent i think so back. i think i've seen something that advent's back yeah and which I, they're fucking ripped well i was about to say too, i think i've heard somebody on spotify is his his vocals are wow oh yeah there was so many like there's so many bands from that era like 99 2004 of just really good bands they even went longer but like I say, started as their smaller point. Yeah, yeah. In that time frame, because like, you know, I watched uh, what would become Misery Signals as Seven Angels, Seven Plagues mm. at Furnace Fest, and was blown away. Thought, man, that band is. I bought both of their EPs at the time that they had, and kept up with them to realize that they changed their name to Misery Signals. And I look at now, yeah, yeah, that's a good band, right? Yeah. We know that band, right? Seven Angels, Seven Plagues was just as good. I, that's what you try to tell people too. Is like some of these bands, man. They were like they didn't either. The name changed, like Ludacris and you know, Norm yeah, Ludacris and Norm Jean. Mm-hmm. So you you know, somebody who's younger might not understand. Oh, and then that one even more so than any of them because the throwing myself, they'd already started going away from the the samples and the sam- yes the things of that nature so much. The first EP, they they were right in the middle of hey, let's try this thing out. Let's be. You know, let's have this in here because I think this is probably about the time of Limp Biscuit, more like. Yeah, yeah, it was very. <laughs> it it shows its age quite well because of all those other things they were doing. But only, until they, but only if you're old enough to have been there. That's true. Because like a lot of like a lot of the same bands now, I say this in that like going <laughs> to, uh, what was it? So so what fest? South by so what? Yeah. In Dallas. And Emory was playing. Okay. The, like few two three years last two or three years ago. And uh, 
just seeing some of these like kids walking around and literally looking up there like, who are these old guys? Yeah. And I'm standing there like, these dudes, yeah, these dudes are my age. You know, because they, they are. are. They're yeah, all 40 yeah. or so yeah. like I am. And then, dude, they put on a show. They right? were awesome. They sounded like the CD, you know, and and why and and comparative to some of the younger bands, put on a better show, like actually. Well, because their bodies let them. Well, I'm just like, man, man, I don't know, because me, I, I can do that. I can still go just as wild as I did before. I'm just gonna hurt the next day. Now. I'm saying, but you know, Emory, it's like, okay, well, they're 40 and they've been torn. Oh, they're in way better shape than I. Am. They've played thou- tens of thousands of shows, I'm sure, at this point. Oh yeah. And it's like, you, your body only gonna hold up so long. And t- and I, I will say this, Toby Morrell is a powerhouse vocalist. Yeah, yeah. That man, I saw him in a house show in Bryant. When they did the, the Toby and... Toby and Matt or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He didn't have a microphone. See, that stuff I missed or, because I wasn't, I wasn't going yeah. to shows because of everything. But I see that it was around and thought, yep. man, that looks so good. Dude, he didn't even have a microphone and it was concussive to your ears. Because it was just in a little tiny... I mean, this house is tiny. <laughs> like 600 square feet. They were playing in the living room. There was probably 30 people in there. It was packed. And... His dude, I, I'm just you know you can that's why those take bands, that's the, why those like Emory or not, but right man, now. that guy can sing unbelievable. You know, but that's why those bands are back around and doing good right now. Yeah, the resurgence they're having. All but, those bands. but it goes to the fact that their stuff holds up. It does. It's yeah. timeless. Yeah, it's just as good now as it was then. It's true, and that's what was great about watching them there because you could tell these same kids who probably just seen some band that was influenced by Emory. Uh huh. But you have no idea who Emory is. Yep. And now you just witness who, you know, <laughs> and you're, you just see people be like, wow, who is this band? And I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. this band's that old, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you have any, like, how, how long did the venue run for? Was it, like, a few years? Uh, somewhere probably my brother could give you exact dates. But I'd say the actual <laughs> venue itself ran less than two years. Less than but two years. Over a year. Saw so many shows in that time. The, did, did anything, did any one band like stand out more than the red? Like when you just saw them, you were like, this can't be real. Mm, there was a lot of really good ones. My favorite show, though, still is always going to fall on that Me Without You and Beloved. Yeah. Because I mean, yes, we already talked about Beloved. So which, epic. Which, Me Without You is the other band. They're and a, at the time, yeah. especially here, we have no idea what Me Without You is. No. I had just seen them at Cornerstone. See, I'm telling you, I got to have some fun back then. <laughs> I do it again now, though. I, I say that because I did it back when my kids were first babies. Mm-hmm. They would go stay with the grandparents and stuff for during the summer, and me and the wife would go find music festivals and sure. just go watch bands all the time because I'm a music nerd. Again, that's how you found it. Yeah. I mean, I'd go to Cornerstone and spend a week and just watch every band I could possibly watch. Buy the merch. Oh, you yeah. Know, get the CD. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Literally. The cassette. <laughs> And this this is nothing now, but and then it was like a damn house payment. And it still is, but like I would go to Cornerstone about four or five hundred dollars just for mm-hmm. merch. You know? Oh yeah, and that is how I found me without you, is I was wandering around through the merch table, and there's this one CD, <laughs> and you had to pay money to be in the merch table back then. There's this table, and there's one CD sitting there, a handwritten note thing for fans of, and. What what was the drummer? Uh, it was sitting there, Ricky, I think, if I remember right. He's sitting there, and I walk up, and the first thing I read is like for fans of Fugazi, uh, some a couple different ones that I was like, I, I, I like those bands, you know. Yeah. So I'm, and then I'm like, I look, and it's like five bucks. Yep. And I, I miss that too. I, I, when I've got that much money in <laughs> yeah. my that I'm already playing, you just sold me, and the fact that you're sitting here at a wooden table with nothing but a couple CDs in your box down there. 
I'll give you five dollars. Yep. I go at the we had a uh, had a minivan and we took the seats out, had air mattress in the back, me and wife were sleeping there, so I had the CD player. So uh they, he had told me they were playing a generator show the next day. I said, Okay, cool. So I go and I said, Hey, let's check that band out, see see if they're worth watching. <laughs> Oh man, that he and I, it was their first. The, I never said I was brave. EP mm-hmm. is what I bought. You know, oh man, it was so good and raw and just. I was like, yeah, we got to go watch them. It's my favorite thing about that band how raw they are. Well, we go watch them, and remember I tell you that their other band operation was on take code. Yeah. Well, this is when I find out that he's selling the solid state and he's doing this and, but he because as I go watch me like you at the generator show. That's who I stand next to. It's Chad Johnson, the guy who. Okay. And he's telling. We're talking. And I said, I looked at him. I said, I said, these guys. There's two of these guys are in our operation. I said, how did you miss this? Because we walk up to the show show. They're in full tuxedo in July. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In the dirt. All performance. There's no stage. Yeah. Because it's just running off the generators. They're in the dirt, full tuxedo, going nuts. Like you literally had to duck and watch because they hit you in the head with a guitar. Oh yeah. They were going wild, oh, and you, it was just like jaw dropping <laughs> yeah. and walking around like this is amazing. It's exciting, it's and so exciting. <laughs> he looked. He said, "Man, I didn't know." He said, D- "I heard their whatever their demo was." Yeah. He said, "Sounded like crap, like whatever they'd put out before." Before you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it was bad recording, just horribly done. Yeah. And he's like, "It just sounded tape bad. recorder in the edge of the room, you know, kind of shit." Yeah. So he's like, "They just sounded bad." And I, I mean, you, you I can't win them all, but damn. Well. He did because after that they signed to Finnell Solid State. To Finnell, yeah, <laughs> because that's where he was going. So automatically he's like, no, no, yeah, I'm fixing that though because they're gonna be over here. I saw uh, Anathello at your video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you bring that band up, no one's heard of that fucking no, band. No, 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 no one. And all you have to do is <laughs> all day. I still listen to that. Oh yeah, I, I have their CDs as well from back then. Oh, I have to. Look that's why I say up. anything and everything. Anything and everything from back then, dude. I'll pay you. Have... I'll pay you money for a burned copy of that Anathello record. They it's were in... so unique. I'm just so lazy now that I don't ever pull them out because I don't even have CD players anywhere hardly. My car is the only spot I got one. I do too. The, the one on my computer. The time, so I don't want to ruin my so CD. It's so old it broke. Well, I'm gonna ruin my CD scratch up putting car. Oh really? I mean mine. And these things are shit. Thirty years old. Yeah, and they already got a shelf life too, so they're probably not the same conditions oh, when you no, bought them. They I'm deteriorate just, on their own. I'm just hoping they're not ruined in there at this point because right. I haven't pulled them out in a minute. And Ugh. it's so bad because even laziness of how it was, I got all those cases. Yeah, there is still over 100 CDs in their cases that I never put into the case. Like into the actual to. case. Dang. Yeah, this just sitting in there. Just sitting. Like uh, different stuff, sepulter, different different oh, things sepulture. that I because I've like. You know, we we talk about that, that being in church. I've always had a lot of Christian music. Right, I've always right. Been a Christian, but I've never been one that's like, oh, I, I'm not going to listen to anything that's not Christian. The secular it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it has, it, me and music's music. Yeah, same. And the only rules I had is I couldn't book bands there that weren't Christian when I was doing that. Well, it was a church. It makes exactly. sense. Yeah. And now, it, it wasn't that we didn't want to. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, And it's not that in the future when we get to do what we want to do that we're not going to book everything. And... The reason I, my, we were able to do the church, my brother was always a youth pastor. Whatever yeah. he's, uh, he was actually he's an ordained whatever to where he married me and my wife. He was the presiding the minister. Yeah, 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 cool. We're we're one of like two or three weddings he's did in all these years. You know, uh, but you know whatever we do, if we get to have a venue type thing again, he'll probably still do some kind of outreach type thing there. Oh yeah. Me, I'm not. I'm 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 not that guy. 
I just like my music. Yeah. You know, now well, I believe what I believe and I'm the way I am. But, there you go. But it's still, I, I love my music. Yo, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't listen to as much as I should, but all my stuff, like, kind of, you know, I don't find a lot of new stuff unless they're local around here, which is kind of weird because I don't get on Spotify or Apple oh, Music no, or nothing. Oh, no, I was saying, Spotify's awesome for that stuff. I ain't gonna lie. I just don't know if I would retain any of it. That's, that's like, and every new thing I hear that's from it, I'm like, wow, that's great. But there's also like 15 other bands that sound the same. And well, and that's the biggest thing is so if you're not able to get out and go to the shows and see the bands. Yeah. It, it I is get that perspective. Then it is very much congested, especially if it's only what you're getting to see here, obviously. Yeah. Because we miss half of the tours and then uh, some. Almost you all know? of them, yeah. And, and, and we always will. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and hey, I don't hardly book shows anymore because it's a whole different game than it's it was. It's a different ball game, then, man. You know? And it's a hard one now. Oh, it yeah. Used to. You had the, there was like this thing that doesn't exist anymore where people just went out of their house because they just wanted to get the fuck out of their house. And now it's well, so money different. was different in things. It's like when you book, I ain't going to tell you how much I pay some bands because that's just wrong. But I didn't ever pay. I mean, $5,000 nah, guarantee. Man, we're talking some yeah. bands coming out of state and stuff were taking 50 to 75 bucks. Yeah. Which now that ain't even gas, huh. you know? It's like, wow, we came here in a V8 from two states away. We need at least $200 uh, just to get here. Yeah, well, and that's why I've had to get out of shows so much because I still got a lot of friends and things and bands mm-hmm. and, and things that I'll get messages on Facebook or emails or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the hell modem you want to go with through. I have all I, – I, my, my kids mess with me because <laughs> I stay up to date. I have I have all all the different – I have Snapchat even, but I don't, I don't use it for anything more than talking to them. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm – do you do you remember um, we were talking about it at Vino's the Ann Hutchinson show? Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite stories because that show was that CD a, broke. I'm so that that's one that I will always be upset. Dude, I if I can find CD. mine, if I can find mine, I'll. Oh, you have that one? Yeah, I do. It's somewhere in this house. I have a collection. I have a collection that I have a bunch of tubs out there. I'll go. I'll go look out there. That but one. I that one because they had that that like iconic like old. Yes. You know, school cover that made them look like it was like. A, I can't remember. Like, well, like you go to Walmart and buy the classic greatest hit yeah, CDs. The, that's it. The classic yeah. greatest hit yeah. CDs. It's that gray stripe yeah. with the singular stock looking photo. Yeah. And, and they were, like, in sweaters and shit. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I did not know exactly to what extreme they were. They were wild. And they were. And it was the funnest thing because they were wild. And again, remember, I, I only booked bands that were considered Christian. Sure. <laughs> and nothing against either way. But here I was when I booked them. I didn't have a Billy. I didn't have a show. I, and I was going to have, be competing with a very big show. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to go against it. And so Ann Hutchinson was booked to play the TNT over yes, here. Yes, they were. I was at. I was there. Uh, for it was like a, a battle of bands, and they were going to be the main act. That's it. And uh, yeah, let me tell you, if that would have happened, because <laughs> <laughs> now they would be considered like, hey, you know, you see that whatever. It's nothing. But back then, these dudes were pushing limits for Arkansas. Dude. Coming in here with their, with literally wearing you know the girl girl jeans because you couldn't get skinny jeans like that. That's, you know? Yeah, they were, and that hadn't got here yet. No, <laughs> dude, I remember they were wearing scarves. Uh-huh. They had skinny jeans on, and this is in an era where that shit did not exist here. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to set the tone for people. Like that show was so because it was supposed oh, to be yeah. Bryant, and we were there. My band was playing the Battle of the Bands. Now we, did y'all come play over? Yes, at we did you because did? I because okay. I knew you, and. 
okay, so cell phones existed finally. And then we called and said, hey, can we play two? And we had played some shows there, and you were like, well, I'll give you... I think we got to play three songs or something. Yeah. It was very small. Well, now. because, yeah, we were we just wanted to still was, be able to let the show yes. go on. So we played just a couple of songs. Was, or You look at what that was, though. That was a, a show booked in Bryant. Yes. That because of rain outside, after only, what, a few bands got to play. It was very few. Uh, very few. Maybe two. We were able to take that show, flip it, take it, put it in a whole other venue. Mm-hmm. And, and and not charge you again to come to that venue because you they didn't give I don't think they gave the money back up here I don't think they did either if I remember right because that was the thing we were like man we ain't charging I just I, that was again I called my brother and said can we do it is it possible yeah and he said yeah I just gotta go get the sound ready because <laughs> we were taking the sound from the church yeah like so the actual sanctuary the yeah, yeah yeah and we would do shows we'd have to go take the PA down. Dang. Put it over here. Hook so it all up. So while everyone was on their way, y'all were your brother. Mm, we were, was he was there. there getting situated, and then I got yeah. We were setting up. We worked like that, man. That's, that's so sick. That's why it's awesome that he's now at the, like the owner at the shop with me up there doing what we're doing. Yeah, start that was started in January, and me and him get along good. We work good. So that's awesome, man. And then that and then that show went off without a hitch. And then Anna Hutchinson asked me to be their bassist, and then I told him no because I was in high school. <laughs> But they were awesome. They, they were incredible. I mean, for for then, like again, it's not one only of my did they favorite nights. Wild as can be for never us. Never seen anybody like them. But they musically were yeah. great too. You know, and they had a sound that we weren't even they used were, to that heavy. They had kind of that southern heavy. Every time I die, it's a little bit little vibe bit. going before we really before it was a thing. Yeah, yeah, they were like on the forefront of that whole genre. They were from Kentucky, if I remember right. Yeah, they were. Damn, what a great band! So then, you know. The venue goes away and all that kind of stuff, and then you start doing the printing things and you work a date. You know, you're a dad. Oh yeah. And then, uh, so how did the More Bros Printing Co. thing come about? Well, see, because the More Bros goes from being Altura Graphics originally, which was a whole other guy that when I was coaching ball, uh, nobody could help me. The first year I was trying to, I got started coaching my kids in softball mm-hmm. and I literally had like four weeks of uniforms this that and the other so much money all these stipulations and everybody's like oh no we're six to eight weeks out six to eight weeks out everywhere I went oh well yeah we could do it but it's gonna cost you know right. double what I had money wise and I run into this dude and he's like uh I can have next week be like 40 bucks so I do like, uh uh-huh, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ends up this is he ends up being one you know really cool dude for years he does our uniforms every time I need them I go to him um my wife was and I'd worked and supported for the first half and she went to school and she got out and she started making about what I was she'd been working for several years doing what she was doing it was making about what I was making for most of the time so it was one of the things where if it was a time to do it, we may as well go for it now. Right. My kid, our kids were getting 13, 14. Hitting that sweet you know. spot where they could stay home alone. They could thing. be home by themselves. They weren't going to trip if dad yeah. wasn't just working every day and making all this money and doing all this. Another day, rolled enough to stay. Hey, this is cool. Right. You know, and we still would do whatever we could do, which we went to Warp Tour last night. You know, we went to. I took my kids several. They we go to Music Fest and that's cool, man. The first show they went to. Uh, I think with me, the first one, my youngest went with me, and we watched Skip the Four play up on this dining and somebody else at downtown. Nice. And so I would tell her, like, yeah, okay, this man's from Italy. This man's from Canada. <laughs> and she's getting to talk to him and hang out with these guys, you yeah. know, as, like, 13 years old. 
and they're from Italy and Canada and this, you know, like, this is how music really is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And they're right there. They're, they're, they're not some weird star because. Right. They're right there. <coughs> go talk to them. Now, eventually they may get to the point, you know, because <laughs> I did watch PLD go from. Oh, dude. Right, right there to. Okay, security. I'm sorry. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> my bad, bro. Yeah, dude. That was an. Exp- and they were around for so long before that. Oh, do we watch? Me and my brother watched them in uh, Lamplight Coffee Shop on JFK when they were touring for Snuff the Punk, the very first CD. Dang. In a, in a van. <laughs> and wow. And had a rap group, like a two man rap group. Yeah. Opening for them that rode around with them, and that oh, was that cool. was the show. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> and that, I don't know what year that was, <laughs> but I wasn't even driving yet. I don't think so. I was. I was probably like 15. Wow. Like 35 years ago. So that is it Altura Graphics? That's what it was, yeah. And then... And it was around for a while. It then, was huh? around almost probably, I think about 10 years before I ever got involved with it. And my involvement was, okay, if I'm going to get... I want to get out of this. I want to eventually work toward doing a venue. Yeah. And my goal with a venue, though, is always to have something that pays the bills to where the shows never is expected to pay the bills. Right. Um, it's a smart game plan. Overhead covered before. So still... Still the goal, still the plan. Sure. Until uh, I die, that's the plan. We'll see. Hey, man, anything I can do to help. Well, you know, that's why the way I look at it. And, and now, it's just like that's always been the plan. It right. took me probably 15 years from when I left. And now uh, 10 years from when I left the scene altogether. Yeah. To come back and even start messing with it again. But it never left my mind. I just couldn't put the time to it. Yeah, I get it, man. You know, so yeah. now, still it's a goal. Whether it happens in the year or 20 years, who knows? I may be 60 before I get to go open a venue, but I'm still going to be about right. just music. At least you, you get know? to do it. I, I'm a, I'll get to go to shows, and I won't have to pay. <laughs> and now, and, and now I'll get to book bands I want to see. There you go. That's what I do. So yeah. it sounds great to me. <laughs> Especially if it's already paid for. You know, and that's thing. Uh, it also helps, like, because you get to where whatever the show is, don't matter it what the show the is. pressure. The band gets the door. Right. You know, so the better show it is, the bigger the bands or whatever, hey, I ain't taking no cut. I don't need to cut. Yeah. I'm not counting on any money out of that. Don't right. want to. I don't plan on it. Don't need it. It's just for whoever plays that night. Yeah. Because I've had several instances in my life where somebody's took care of me like that. Right. When we played that, we went to that Cornerstone and I bought that CD for me, you know, all that. I spent all my money. But I come, I was coming back with uh, a whole box of different CDs and stuff right. to sell here. Because I was getting bands I seen there that were awesome that we never heard here, and I'm buying uh-huh. CDs from them for five dollars, like bulk because they'll sell them to me cheap. Because yep. they're like, yeah, take us down there and, and get them. To, yes, help us, help yep. us, please. Oh, we need another show, right? Yeah. So I'm bringing the CDs to here. Well, we leave Cornerstone. Where I, I need to stop and get get. We drive about an hour away from where we were, so we get away from everybody and anybody we would know. And again, before cell phones and things. <laughs> yeah. I need gas. Okay, let's start to go get gas. I go to use the bank money that we're supposed to have. I've been gone for a week. I'm not doing the internet thing. I'm not paying it. I don't know what's going on in life. But somehow under my bank had to put a hold on the check we'd put in before we left. Uh-oh. That was going to last till the next day. Well, we were trying to get to our kids that night. Oh. And pick them up. And I'm supposed to work the next night. You know, whatever. So here we are in Illinois with... Pay phones. Champagne, is that where it used to be? Yeah, Bushnell. Bushnell, Bushnell. yeah, okay. it's a little small town out there. And we were actually in like Springfield area whenever we 
we were really, we realized we were out of money, out of money and needing more gas and all that. Uh, and I ended up going and driving and just owning the fumes. And wife says, just ask it. She's, she's always the great one behind me here, pushing me to do the only things I do right. <laughs> she's telling me, hey, there's a kid skateboarding. She said, ask him, just go over there, ask him if there's somewhere there's shows and things where we might go set up and sell CDs tonight. Maybe we can make some money off of that because you've got oh. these CDs you just spent all your money on. So go there, come out. He says, oh, yeah, there's a place down here. It's called, uh, I believe it was the Attic or something like that. I can't remember now. There's a venue? Asylum or, yeah. Something, and it was the coolest venue. It was like a diner shop. Like you go in and it's like booths and all this like yeah, yeah. looking diner shop, right? And I go and it's like you sit at the bar stools at the thing. The guy comes up with the the malt shop type thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. I'm looking around like this is that's interesting. <laughs> and I tell him the story and what's going on. He's like, well, you ask, you know. He's I'm the owner and this kind of thing and the other. And he said, we usually have shows. He said, but uh, he said actually tonight we don't have one. Mm. So he said, so you know, if anybody does, people do come. I don't know how many will come by, whatever. But if anybody comes, you feel free to try to. You know, to sell them your CDs if you can, whatever. And uh, we sit there. He showed me. He opens these like double doors, and it's like an, a little airport, a little not airport, airplane hangar uh-huh. built to the side of this diner. And that's the venue. And when it opens up, and that's the venues in there. How about that shit? And it was like, that's oh, cool. He's got, man. You know, all this cool stuff. And uh, a diner venue. Yeah, it was awesome. So we sit there night sell. You know. Probably forty dollars worth of CDs to people who come in. So we're gonna get, yeah, so we're gonna get floated down the road somehow. Nice. Uh, which, of course, I'm telling them I'm feeling standing and all these yeah. bands that are really, really good. Me without you, that I'd got their CDs while I was there. <laughs> uh, so I'm just passing along good music to people. I don't know, and that's the point. But the night ends. He's got the clothes, whatever, and he says, "Man, he says, uh, you know, I always have my money prepared for my guarantees for my bands playing." And we had a problem, and you know they backed out, so we didn't have a show tonight. He said, "So I feel like uh, you deserve my guarantees. I feel like I I need to give Aww, it to you, dude." So it was like a hundred bucks that he was guaranteed whatever bands were yeah, yeah. playing tonight. That he just handed me an envelope to get down the road. That's so cool. Yeah, that's how we got home. That's <laughs> legit, man. What a good story. I know, but it's wild when you look oh, at. Oh man, you know, that was ninety nine ish. Wow. Well, back before gas was nine dollars a gallon, and. Yeah, I know. And it was, when you actually took a hundred dollar bill and were like, "I'm going to get from Illinois to Oklahoma City." There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't look at it and go, "Oh, I'm going to make it out maybe out of Illinois." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like a hundred bucks. It's like shit. I ain't going to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Nah, I know. Uh, so, how long have you owned the print company now with your brother? Right. Well, me and him have owned it since January. Uh, oh, but so I've just been, this year still. Yeah, but my sister bought it from the dude that originally owned it. Uh, after I'd worked for him for about six months, because he he was teaching me everything, mm-hmm. because I actually just asked him to teach me graphics, and he's like, "Man, I'm here by myself. I just need help. Uh, right? I'll teach you everything you want to learn. Just anytime you can come help me." So I didn't have a schedule. Schedule. I just worked, but I started learning all the stuff you, you know he did. It was all stuff I. I it wasn't too complicated, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Setting up machines and doing the things I'd been doing. It was pretty simple to do these things. Uh, to put a roll on and hit a button. Right, right. <laughs> so I started doing all that, and, uh, and he's like, oh, man, you, you, you get this. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. And he Not says, too hard. After a couple months, he says, hey, he says, look, man, I ain't been on vacation in four years. I'm going to go to California and visit my family and stuff. 
my, my dad and all that because you know and him and his wife everybody's gonna go he says uh i think you can handle running it if we have any issues or whatever i think we could i can do the art through the email from california uh -huh. you know and i said yeah cool i'll try yeah. so we two weeks he goes on vacation i run it comes back say man i want to move back to california oh and, uh, i'm like shit because i'd bought the screen printer put me and my buddy matt joyce from all the bands i was talking about uh -huh. we had bought screen print equipment he financed the majority of it and that was the start we put it in mike's the guy was uh, the altura graphic put it in that shop and then was running it out of there not doing a whole lot but getting our feet you know, into it yeah yeah and then he decided oh i want to go back to california and i'm like damn what are we gonna do worst case scenario i guess i'll just put it in my garage we'll figure it out we'll do whatever we have to do yeah and uh next thing you know my sister called me and she says, why is Mike selling the shop? I guess he had put it on Facebook or something. And I, I, I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. to be on every, on top of everything. And she told me how much he wanted for it and this and the other. And I was like, I mean, I don't see why that would be a bad price. And uh, so they ended up buying it, her and my cousin. And I ran it starting a couple months after that. Ran it for them almost five years. Okay. And uh, then they – you know both have like one still got a little kid that has mm -hmm. autism and things so she's oh, very busy with him and busy, then has yeah. to work and so she didn't have enough time to try to really invest a whole bunch of time into it right and uh you know and then my other sister she's got you know as my cousin my sister has plenty of things on her plate so they can only get there when they could to, to actually be in-house and it, without able to put the time in it's hard to make it flourish more of course so him Kind of being the same shoes as me around this time. He'd worked at Maybelline, worked in factories for years and years and years, and finally hit the breaking point of, God, this shit sucks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You can only do it for so long, man. Both of us did it in double-digit years. Ooh. You know? uh, so we had our share, but... Yeah, factory life. It's <laughs> tough. Now, oh, man, I went from making really good money yeah. to not hardly make shit. But, <laughs> hey... <laughs> Well, if you I'm don't risk, if you don't leap, you don't know, you know. Well, and then my thing is, if I if I can pay my bills every month, you know, and that kind of thing, I'll be fucking happy. Right. I don't care about anything beyond Yeah, because it's a neat. I, mean, I buy my I buy cash cars, and, they, uh, and I drive them till they're done. Do y'all right? There you go. Yeah, that's all you need in life. I yeah. wish I would have done that, man. I, I made a fucking mistake getting a yeah. a car payment, but uh. It's just so much nicer. It's like, wow, I have $400 a month that are just $400 a month. Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine that anymore. Oh, it's terrifying. But I, I did it back when I worked in all them factories, and I right. made all that money like a dumbass. Yeah, you know, live and learn. Uh, so y'all do mostly, uh, is it all screen printing, or do y'all do, like, machine print as oh, well? Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. We, we have a cutter, and, uh, you know, a plotter to cut vinyl and make shit, and we also okay. have a... Uh, we got a roll to roll. We got like a five foot printer, large format printer. Cool. Uh, they print banners and such. Yeah, yeah. And that, but then we outsource some other things. We have our hands and the ability to do a lot of crap. But in house, we those are the main things. The main stuff. Cool, man. And you're 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 doing my t-shirts for me. Yeah, yeah. They're they're actually at the shop. Oh, so that's be, exciting. They'll be done sometime this week, the koozies and the t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Shout out, everybody. We're going to have merch soon. <laughs> Dude, let me know. I'll come by. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll swipe some squeegees, man. I'd love to. I, I don't know when he'll get to them. This, this Is it week. Baker? Yeah, he'll print. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to where through these years now of doing all this, 
especially because you know Fred being originally Baker Erickson and me. Yeah. And we were three that were the production of the shop every day. Right. And then Erickson, when Erickson moved away, Erickson's he, thing was he Fayetteville? was. Did he move to Fayetteville? Oh no, Erickson's actually he's in Washington. Washington. Yeah, he went to Washington. Damn. Yeah, he went way off. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's checking he's checking it out, changing okay. stuff up. Do you know getting to be somewhere different? Mm-hmm. He hadn't had nothing tying him here like that anymore. And, hey, by all means, and man. You're, if you're still in your mid to late twenties and you're in Arkansas and you ain't got no reason to be here, yeah. And you weren't born out. here. Well, that's different. Yeah, you weren't even born here. You you know you were barely raised to a degree. Here. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm probably going somewhere where there's at least re- recreational. Were you born here? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm born and raised. Were you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. North Little Rock, all my life. Really. Mm-hmm. I was not. I was born in uh, Dallas. I've debated going places. It's kind of pointless to me. I've been. I've visited. I've been to other places. I think so long as you travel, you'll be I all right. I hated L.A. I hated that shit. I don't think I'd ever live there. Right? No, I, I, that was like the ruiner for me of thinking about going to any kind of big city. Right. Because in like, again, 99, 2000, I went to L.A. Yeah. It was like, this is a long time ago yeah. compared to what it's like now. Yeah. And fuck that. You even have 40 in. million people live in that state. Yeah, fuck that. 40 million. We, the dude, a, the dude I told you that he wanted to move to California, so he uh, moved back. Within two years, he was back here. He was already back. And he was born and raised in California. He's not used to it, man. It's different. Nah, he said it sucked. It's he different. said after being here, yeah. going back there is no. It's just like, he said, you, 20 minute thir- drives, two hours. Two hours, that's right. Like that. That's crazy shit. Yeah, you're fucking, you're out of your mind. I'll just walk. <laughs> I ain't it. going. I'm not Dude, doing you can it. literally walk faster. Yeah, I'm riding a bicycle drive. everywhere. It's crazy. I go. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be one in shape, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I would be on a bike right. everywhere if I can go. And so, so the goal is still a venue at some point. Oh, that's I'm, a dream, eventual future. Good man. Some form. Uh, just keep, keep doing business. Right now, I mean, hell, we're six months into it being me and him. It's a long way to go. Sure. Yeah. This uh, is brand new. You're hopping. It's a blast. Uh, it sounds like a blast. It, it can be. I mean. <laughs> Every job's a job. You're welcome to pop up. That's always we have we have visitors that come by and hang out here and there because <laughs> of the, the atmosphere. You, you, you know, I was at Dogtown, and I didn't realize y'all were right next door. Oh, down at the barber lounge. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I was there, and I was like, "Show sure, them pop in," and I pulled it. Oh shit, they're closed. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. They are, they're open a little later than us, and they're open on Saturday. We don't do. Saturdays. It was later. It was later. That's why I was like, maybe someone's in the back. Oh no, know. no. If you went to the back, there's always a possibility. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, we hang out in the in the <laughs> back area is our lounge slash right. break room. So, yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on here, man. Nah, thanks for having me out here. This is amusing because it's, I don't know a whole lot of people from back then anymore that are around. Like most of the people don't do they don't they didn't stick with music much, uh, and some of them did. Yeah, you some. Know? And There's I kind of laugh because the ones the ones that did, y'all youngins and such. <laughs> youngins and such. Bowie, I'm talking about you. Yeah, they you have kids now that are you know going into sports right. and all that, and I'm I'm minor in college, bro. College, <laughs> you got the empty nest. So it, it's 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 hard. That's why I was going for so. It's hard to do that. I can't imagine. That's why those guys. It's, it's, that's why. You know. Well, that's why I stayed in because I didn't. I don't have a family. Oh, I, I just ba- have a why wife. Why do you think Baker's a music whore? No, I know. It's I mean, dude, it's he's legit. got his boy, but he don't. He, he's that's it, he brings his nothing boy beyond too. that. Yeah, there's nothing. There's not that. Like whole relationship and bullshit. Yeah. Let yeah. me rephrase that because yeah. I'm not gonna say bullshit because that's not true. <laughs> I've been married 21 years and I love my wife. But hey, relationships and anything is, is not easy. That you're, yeah, always, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, 
You work for relationships. That's right. You work for anything good you get in life. To That's me. right. <laughs> well, if it's worth having, it's worth working for. Uh, you know. Shout out, little advice to you youngins but out there. But if you get it for free, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody give it to you too. Don't don't you don't look a how's that old old saying? Don't, don't look, look a gift, gift horse in, in the, the mouth. mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's hey, if it's there, somebody hand it to you. I ain't saying don't do that either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that that silly about shit. I have one. I'll do one. I'll be like, you sure? Yeah, man. I'm sure. Cool. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Oh man, I'm the bass I'm playing right now was was given it's to beautiful, me, and I love man. that bass. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it we were talking about that me. bass for probably 15 minutes at the show the other I day. No, and it was handed to me and said, "Hey, you like this, right?" Well, since I'm so t- I'm I have what I want in my life, and I know you like this, and I'm gonna yeah. get rid of it anyway. So here, dude, that's that's amazing. But that's life, man, and that that's and this is it crosses. I know we're cutting we're. No, you, you just say what but you But it know. crosses all the boundaries of all the things because I, I hit on Christianity or whatever because that is my thing. Yeah. But I don't hold that. That's that Man, that has nothing to do with my relationships with people. Right. It's my own personal thing. And the person who gave me that base has nothing to do with looking at things in that same point of view as me. He has his own other thing. They do. Right. Is, we're totally different on a lot of those out. But we can get along. You don't have to be religious or <laughs> you shouldn't be whatever religion to sucks. know how to treat somebody right. Ooh, religion, That's just normal religion, human you, behavior. You should remember, be all the way back to those days. The best thing about the bands I would book with was they were anti-religion. Yeah, most in the nineties, two thousand, we were never about religion. Religion is the downfall of all of it. I think I agree because no matter what you believe, love is really the truthful, the end of, and the sure. the final say. That that's that. If you do things like that with love, if you treat people with love, then really you ain't gonna do no fucking wrong. Yeah, and just you know, and nothing, you know, I've done that a couple of times too, man. You know, you help somebody out, you're just like, here you go, take it. Oh, I don't yeah. need it. I've already got my use out of it. What the fuck? Like I don't need. The- oh, and you dude, you make somebody's day. Yeah, and it's way better because somebody who bought it's just like cool, and then they'll sell it and it'll go on and on and on. Oh yeah. But when it's like something like that cool, and you're just like, here, you fucking have it because I'm done with it and I don't need it and I've already paid for it, so I don't need the money. Here, now sometimes you get in a bind and yeah, you got to sell your stuff. I'm not saying moments like oh, that, yeah. but no, you know, no, I got no, it's I got my base ant through somebody being in a bind, so <laughs> yeah, I will not not take advantage of the fact <laughs> that I I can get something. something I definitely cheaper. have some light fixtures that I purchased from people in a parking lot because they were in a bind so it's like and guitar center wouldn't take them and i just magically showed up at the right time <laughs> i got like three power 800 watt strobes for oh like, yeah for like from nothing, there man. yeah for nothing but uh no you're good man let's wrap it up tell people where they can find your company real quick dude you find us uh several ways you can find us at 717 main street north little rock monday through friday and those normal working hour things but you can also email us, morebrosprint at gmail, or we have a website, morebrosprint.com. Uh, other than that, I think Facebook Messenger, all that stuff. Yeah, you yeah know? regular stuff. Yeah, All yeah. those things that you can hit people <laughs> up. It's phone number. We have the landline still. So right. the only thing we don't do is we don't. We ain't figured out facts. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Nah, you don't need it. I've never been good enough for that. It's archaic. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but I email really well. So <laughs> Well, there you go. Email them. More Bros Printing Co. And uh, mine's uh, Crashcast Pod. If you're on Twitter, Crashcast Pod 1. We've been using it a little bit more here lately. Uh, and, I've, man, thank you so much, dude. This has been a blast. I knew it would be. Uh, everybody, thank, thank you. you for listening. Thank you.